fuck you right in your face. Bam, 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 <laughs> all across the faces. <laughs> on an all-new episode of the Talkin' Audio Podcast for another week. My name's Matt. His name's Rob. We are on social media at Talkin' Audio. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast wherever you're hearing us right now. What's going on today, man? I'm loving life. I'm loving life. Were you thrown by the cold open there? Were you... Uh, you were speedy. Yeah. You were speedy, right? Just right to it. Just let's fucking go. Um, often, uh, sometimes, we'll pull back the curtain here. Sometimes the music is played live in studio. Sometimes it gets added in post. Uh as I sit here now, the uh, computer, the laptop with the music on it is not in front of me. So we'll do it in post. <laughs> yeah. So nothing, nothing got thrown across to Rob. And so Rob's just sitting here with up to the first knuckle going, oh, it's me. In, in what? I'm on. <laughs> in the empty beer can. Oh, of course, okay. Matt. What did you have in mind? Could, could be anything, I suppose. It really could be anything. But really, if it was anything else, it would be at least the second knuckle. Oh. <laughs> Courage to everyone. Yeah, exactly. We're off and running here on this one. Uh, before we get into today's beer, I want to let the good listener know on Thursday here on the Tall Can Audio Podcast, She's Got Game is taking over. Vanessa Sanchez and Michaela Schreider will be on the podcast. I'm not sure if I'm invited or not, but uh, they will be on the podcast. Um, you know, something we've wanted to do for a while. Vanessa's been on a few times. Obviously, everybody knows Schreider's been in here a pile of times. It's great. We've, uh, we've wanted to do a, a, an episode where they'd get in here, uh, together and, uh, yeah, sounds like that's happening later this week. So stick around for that. Make sure you're subscribed. That's going to be uh, a lot of fun. Like I said, I'm expecting that to drop early on Thursday. That sounds like a lot of, uh, Michael Bolton and Backstreet Boys. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. Uh, Michael <laughs> Bolton. Yes. Uh, stick around for, uh, for that. Uh, I want to talk in general about uh, your early impressions on the 2022 craft beer holiday calendar that is always presented by the uh, Need a Beer Company. But let's stay on today's beer first, which is uh, day four as we sit here and record. This comes from Spearhead out of Kingston. It is a 5.0% wheat ale called Queen of Wheat. Uh, you just cracked yours open there. What do you think on uh, on on first uh, first look? I don't love a wheat beer to begin with. Nice crack. Thanks, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's awkward. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't like it. It's got a bit of that sweat sock. Oh, Jesus. Hey, am I right? No. Oh. No, you're not getting sweat sock. You're... I'm, I don't mind this. It's got kind of like some kind of spice to it. How about for you Australians out there, it tastes a bit like a shoey. Okay, this... Uh... Australia's number one craft beer fueled <laughs> hockey talk show. We're huge in, uh, hey, in Vietnam. Expats. <laughs> yeah. Um, so shout out to all you Aussies who might Suriname, be listening. Also loving it. This is, uh, it's got a little peach to it. And, oh, uh, I don't know, man. Yeah. It, it, a little citrusy, but there's some kind of spice to it as well. Obviously you're not digging it and that's, you know, that's, I don't mind it. It's, I, it's what my brother would suggest would be useful for a booty chug, perhaps. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> no. Are we still envisioning the same brother? That's <laughs> yeah, not being run through his crack. <laughs> it's the nice crack that you got going over there, Matt. That's what that's doing. Oh no. <laughs> it's early folks. It's early, but I swear. It's going to be one of those episodes. 
Like I said, make sure you're subscribed. I obviously we're we're having a different uh, you know a different take on this one. I I know you're not a, a wheat beer guy. Um, this one I, I'm kind of hit and miss on it. I I don't mind this. I thought, like I said, it had a little bit of uh, of some sort of spice to it or, or something okay. that uh, that I'm I'm enjoying. And you um, said a peach? Is that what you said? Yeah, kind of. It's it's citrusy. It's got a little peach to it. There is a little something. I wouldn't say citrusy, but but uh, some kind of rock fruit. Okay. Yeah. I would certainly go in for that. I, I would suggest that that's in there. You'd like them to crank the volume on that a little more? Or? No, I'd like to crank the volume on the beer portion. <laughs> Not so much the wheat portion. But again, I don't love... On the rock fruit is what I was... Uh, okay. Yeah. 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 Give me a bit of that as opposed to a bit more of the citrus. But anyways, Spearhead, traditionally, I, I've liked some good stuff. Spearhead yep. out of Kingston. They make nice stuff, yeah. Yeah. I'm not loving this. Okay. The Queen of Wheat. So that is half of the adventure of the calendar. For sure it is. And you and I talked a little bit in the green room, and uh, I would encourage the good listener, if you are taking part in the calendar... And you haven't yet caught episode 1040. Uh, we had Andy Nita from the Nita Beer Company in studio. Yep. Yeah, talked all about uh, putting this year's calendar together and uh, what that was all going to look like. You can find that at talkinaudio.com or wherever you're listening right now. How many beers got taken down in the episode? Uh, three each while we chatted. Three each? That's not bad. No. Sounds reasonable. Kept it on the rails. One of them was a light as well, so... Oh, you know what? I was out for dinner last night, just in a in a, in a yeah. brief aside, and they came around with samples mm. of beer. And you were over at the Cheshire Cat, the Cheshire Cat and Carp craft beer lovers in this area uh, love for, that place for sure. Love and and spot. they have all kinds of man. I had a I had a stout from Tooth and Nail. Nice. I had a stout from Big Rig. Nice. Uh, not as nice. I didn't like it oh, okay. as as much. Okay. But the oat, oatmeal stout from. Uh, Tooth and Nail was excellent. Beautiful head on it. It was silky. Right. Highly drinkable. But they had a, it was a light lager from Badlands. Oh. Have you ever had anything from Badlands? It's sounding weirdly familiar, so I must have had one. It's, out it's in, not one I'm super familiar with, obviously. It's out in Tobermory. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, it, it comes in like this, I don't know, it's like a three, two, three ounce pint glass. It's sort of this little- uh, Sure. Not bad. If you like a light lager, I do not normally, um, but it was, uh, yeah, I think that would fall under the heading of crushable. Crushable. Anyways, um, I don't know how I got there. I had mentioned that uh, Andy, one of the ones he'd brought in here was- Oh, it was a light lager. Light. Yes. Yeah. So this Badlands light lager was was very crushable, but yeah, for you and Andy, Andy sets, um, he and my, my older brother may set the fiercest pace. Of- it's, Yeah. And he said to me at the end of that episode, he's like, it's always nice coming in here because, because you can keep up. And I'm like, it's, it, it, it's a struggle, man. Like uh, it's, it's, uh. Yeah. You, you also have, you also have quite a bit of experience with, uh, with, you know, running with fast pace cars. That's true, man. And we've talked, um, before on here and we talked on the show with Andy when he was in here earlier in the week about, uh, him kicking off Grey Cup week with you and I in studio in 2017 Oof. and how. <laughs> we, the three of us sat around and uh, for people who haven't been around all that long, Nita was sponsoring the podcast that week with product. We were having guests in all, all week long and, and trying different Nita beers. It was supposed to be five shows that week. And, uh, we destroyed everything he had brought for us to in, last the week. In he, the first night. <laughs> yeah. Night one of, uh, of Grey Cup week and s- much of it was on the microphone. Not all of it was. We stuck around for quite a while afterwards having pints and, uh, he had to text me the next morning like, 
if you go over to the brewery, they'll set you up with uh, replacements for everything we took down. He goes, I won't be there. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I Ubered home. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. So uh, Andy's a good friend of the show anyway. And that that Nita Light was maltier, more like had a more full mouth feel than almost any light beer I've ever tried before. Maltier. Yeah. Okay. I think you said multi-year. I'm like, multi-year? Like it's going to oh, take- Oh, like a, a multi-year contract. Yeah, it's going to take a while to- Yeah. You're really going to have to work this through. No, it, like at, for a light beer, it had a lot of flavor, very okay. full- uh, Full body. Yeah. So if people are interested in checking something like that out, you know, especially coming out of the holiday season, uh, you know, when you have to maybe wind things down just a little bit and, <laughs> and take the pedal off. Uh, Forget about the light beer, man. Yeah, all right. Uh, this one wasn't bad anyway. So- why don't we talk a little about the first couple days of the calendar for those who have been taking, uh, taking part. Um, day one was, uh, Rosie Mist, yep. which was a sour from the Nita Beer Company. Lemon Raspberry Sour. Day two was, uh. Calabogie. Hor- yeah. Horizon New England IPA. And then day three was, uh, Clifford, Clifford Brewing Company. And that was, uh, their Oktoberfest Merzen. And I... I'll be honest with you. And I, I was honest with Andy when he was in here and kind of spoiled that that was what was going to happen on day one. I'm not a much of a sour guy. I'm a sour guy, but I'm not like a sour yeah. guy, if that makes any sense. Um, but it wasn't bad. It stayed in that kind of beer realm. It didn't drift out towards cider or, or whatever was happening there. I enjoyed the IPA. For sure. Uh, it was juicy. Right. Had a, a lot going on there. A and juicy I, bomb is what they said was what yeah. the description. And I really liked, uh, on day three, the Marzen. I thought that was really nice from, uh, from the Clifford Brewing Company, their Oktoberfest Marzen. I think it was a little higher. I think it was around 5.9%, if yep. I remember correctly. Yep. Um, that, so far, you know, even including, uh, day four here, which I haven't minded that one though. Day three is, is, uh, that Marzen, that Oktoberfest Marzen from Clifford has probably been my favorite thus far. See, to me, uh, I really like the, uh, the sour day one. Okay. Um, but again, uh, yeah, a sour to me, that's a warm weather beer. Yeah. And we talked a bit about that when Andy was in here about how to organize, make sure there's not a week where you're doing like three straight sours and then. Right. You know, two or two to four kind of reds or whatever it might be. But if it's in there, it's in there. Right. And to me that, especially on day one to kick off the calendar, sour is not where I'm looking. You're not setting the pace or the tone you're hoping for. Give me a stout or a, and I get it. I'm a stout guy. I'm a stout guy. Right. But you know, when you're doing something kind of holiday season related, I don't know, a brown or a red or yep. almost anything other than a sour. And and maybe if you'd have dropped it in kind of middle of the calendar, you're all right. Like people are trying stuff, but so day one was not where I'd have put that. I, I liked it a lot. Yeah. I also like the, uh, I really like the New England style IPA from Calabogie. Yeah. It was, it was nice. Horizon. I, I was not as big a fan of the Marzen as, as you were. Okay. Right. In terms of it, it got kind of, it was very malt forward. Right. Yep. It, for me, it was, it was dark. And now in its defense, I'd had a pint before we went out. I had two stouts while I was out. <laughs> I had fish and chips, which the Cheshire cat is. Known for. Awesome. And, um, yeah, I got home and I still had my beer for, from the calendar and I'm like, all right, crack that bad boy. And so yeah. I try and hit them early in the day. Like my first pint Breakfast. of the day, I want that. Yeah. <laughs> Roll out of bed, grab the calendar beer. Love a Mars at eight <laughs> right. o'clock in the morning. But I, I want that to be the first one to hit my palate for the day where possible. Yeah. Right. So that's what I'm saying is, is so traditionally, this is a beer that is a Marzen is, 
is is brewed in, in March, which is what the Marzen portion is, right? And it's brewed there for it to be at its optimal tasting notes mm. in October, right? Or yep. late September for Oktoberfest. Yep. So it's it's got a good stretch of brewing, but yeah, to me, I, I don't love it. Well, so this is half the fun of doing Yeah, this, no, right? 100%. T- today, man. you and I have disagreed. Yesterday, you and I disagreed. Day one, you and we I disagreed. disagreed. Day two, we both thought was very nice from- yeah, hockey, from, Matt and I disagree. There's just a pile of things <laughs> Matt and I disagree about, and that's why we do this podcast. Right. So, um, yeah, it's been fun, and, and we'll stick with it through the rest of the month, as uh, as we always do. And No, nope, I'm cutting it loose after day four. I'm going saying, home drinking all of them tomorrow. Uh, I did see on Twitter somebody using, uh, or in uh, Nita's replies, it was like, I got my calendar. There's no way this will last to the 24th. I'm on day 11 already. <laughs> right. Well, and, and it's funny because, um, well, there's two things to this. So my mother, we get her a um, a, a um, an advent calendar every year from uh, Chocolat Favori. Oh yeah, okay. Out of Quebec City, and yep. so every day there's four little pieces of chocolate nice. in each day. Yeah. And so, but it's very the design is is quite intricate out front, and so you have to find the little lamp post. You have to find, and so my mom's like, "Fuck it." <laughs> She's like, I don't know what day it is, but I'm just, I'm just cracking. So she's quite <laughs> off in the head and back. She's like, I don't know. It's the 6th of December, but I'm on day 18. <laughs> I don't know what's happening here, but I'm loving it. Um, and then there is my, my beautiful life partner. I get one life partner. I say that cause I hate it when other people say it. <laughs> um, <laughs> So not her, me, not his hetero life mate. Yeah, hetero life mate. This is Matt and I traveling around the country. <laughs> this is Rob, my hetero life mate. Yeah, exactly. And people always like that. Which always comes from Jay and Silent Bob, for those of you who are- uh, Raised I'm eyebrows. Jay. This is my hetero life mate, Silent yeah. Bob. Except my Bob's not silent at yeah, all. Yeah, at all. Which makes it hard. More violent Bob. Yeah, exactly. So, but he uh, he starts out, you know, he and I go back and forth, you know, hey, what do you think about today? Right? So we both have a calendar and- and he's, uh, you know, he likes a, a lager, really. He's just, a, he, he's, sure. he's, um, he has his tastes. Yep. But it gets about two weeks in and then he's using it as a, I don't know, man, what I, when people come over and you're like, oh, I don't know, grab something out of the, ca- <laughs> grab something out of the calendar. <laughs> so, so usually by about day 11 or 12, we're off, you know, he's off the rails, yeah, right? Yeah. I, I hold, I hold it a pretty tight, straight line. Yep. But, yeah, he and I can no longer communicate past that because he's like, oh, just wait till you try that 18. I think it was the 18th. And I'm like, it's- uh, it's, it's the 12th. <laughs> it's, exactly. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So- well, And you and I, over the course of the podcast, have had to improvise, especially on the 24th, right? Like we'll pull back the curtain here for people. You know, we, we always put out a Christmas Eve episode of the podcast. We will again this year, but it's usually not recorded on Christmas Eve. So, you know- you, Make sure you bring that 24th beer over for to yeah. record on the 19th or when, whenever that show's getting put together, right? So sometimes when it comes to the podcast, there's some, uh, you know, pre-planning that has to, uh, has to take place. But we do it for you. Everything we do. We do, we for, do you. for you. Yeah. I'm Brian Adams in that. You can be Sting. <laughs> that's not even the same song. Everything I do. I do for you. That's just Brian Adams. Oh. All for one. Is that what I'm thinking? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll still be staying though. I'm yeah. good with that. <laughs> I think you're more Rod Stewart. 
Rod the bot. Yeah, 16 <laughs> ounces of dog jizz in your belly. I, I, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's a very specific measurement, too. Yeah, it wasn't 15. Yeah, yeah. Good Monday morning to you. <laughs> oh, no. All right. We're off and running. Uh, so let us know if you're taking part in the, the calendar, if you're still here. Uh <laughs> In our mentions, um, radio is being snapped off across the yeah, country. Don't tell, uh, don't tell Nita what's happening here as we try and discuss their product. <laughs> Sixteen. <laughs> it's a lot, eh? It it's, really is. It's right? an aggressive takedown. A <laughs> uh, couple places we can start here. I thought we might start where all great hockey shows start in Arizona, where this week. Uh, Tempe City Council, which is, I guess is like Scarborough to Phoenix, right? Like it's there, it's tied in, it's like a community uh, that is part of the Phoenix area that essentially is discussing whether or not to build a 20,000 seat-ish arena. Don't do it. For the Arizona Coyotes to move into uh, after things did not work in Glendale, which is more like Oshawa to Toronto. It's it's far, right, to go to to see a hockey game, especially in the desert where you probably don't care very much about hockey. And so this has been stirring for a while. Uh, if you followed the Coyotes story, they got thrown out of that arena in Glendale. Failure to pay their rent, failure yeah. to pay their vendors. Things are all going super. Sounds like college. Uh, the Phoenix Suns want no part of sharing an arena with the Phoenix Coyotes. Yeah, well, um, I think the NBA in a lot of cases has gone away. You, you need to be sole... Or primary tenant. They right? want to be for sure the primary uh, the primary tenant in their their building, um, and just in general, the Coyotes have been seen as a, a liability, right? Brian. Financially, and yeah, exactly. Uh, so Tempe is, like I said, a you know kind of a not necessarily a suburb, but just a different area of Phoenix that is talked about building an arena, and uh, the Coyotes would be the primary tenant. And it appears to have some legs. Uh, the city council vote this week, which was essentially, you know, pre-stamped, uh, seven to nothing. Unanimous, yep. Yeah. Um, to send it to the voters. We'll have a, a plebiscite or a, a referendum. Reverendum. A referendum. And, uh, you know, we'll go from there. So that's scheduled to happen, letting the citizens vote in April or May. I think a lot of people expect... Most citizens, it's not my money. I mean, it's taxpayer money, but it's not my money. If we get a cool place to see a, a rock concert, whether I ever go to a hockey game or yeah, not is, exactly. is irrelevant. But Gary Bettman when's shows Pant up. When's Pantera rolling through here? Yes. Uh, man, you and I kicked around a link there this weekend. They're getting ready for their first tour in uh, 20, 20 minutes. 20 years. <laughs> 20 minutes, yeah, 20 years. Um, with a new lineup, a couple guys from Corn, a couple of... Uh, Love it. So uh, we, we may get into Rob's musical taste here in just a little bit. But Fred Durst as the lead guy, actually. Oh, that'd be something else. Um, so they're building, or they're talking about building this arena. And so Gary Batman shows up, as Gary is wont to do, to protect this thing in Arizona that he has, for whatever reason, tied his entire reputation yeah. to. And uh, he tells him, if you go ahead and do this, a, we will commit to you for 30 years. We'll sign a, a, a lease that a, says the a team. A no relocation clause. Yeah, like a no trade move or a, a no move 30 clause. 30 years too. And by the way, we'll get you either a draft or an all-star game. Multiple probably. And one of the things you think about in that regard is in 30 years, 
the arena is going to be gone. Well, I was going to say it's we'll a 32 team league. Everybody gets an all-star game or a draft over 30 years. Don't fall for yeah. that as a And if no one wants to go, look, I'm as, as you know, as big of a hockey fan as you're going to find around here. My interest in going to a draft pretty limited. Maybe an all-star game, maybe um but using that in the middle of a desert is like, hey, if you build us an arena, we'll bring a weekend worth of mediocre attendance to that arena for you. Yeah. But you know what? The, the thing I, that I, I would, in a completely sort of unrelated, mm. semi-related, mm. on 32 Thoughts on Saturday night, when they talked about what's going to happen with the 2024, you know, what was going to be the World Cup. Right. We have to. If there was going to be a World Cup, there wouldn't be an All-Star game. Right. Now there isn't a World Cup, so we need an All-Star game. And so the one interesting point that Jeff Merrick brought up ever. Just one. <laughs> just one. Was that they're kind of looking to go on a five or six city rotation, right? You're, you're Vegas, you're LA, you're Dallas. Similar to what they do with the Super Bowl. Exactly. Stay in the South or stay in the Dome. Well, and the word that he used was go. warm cities at that time of year, it's a bit of catnip. And, and and to me, we all get that, right? It's like- Lots of superstars say, I don't want to go. Do I want to be Maybe in I'll Winnipeg in February? Uh, or no, do I want to be ever. in Vegas or in Arizona, right? And you're like, sure. I can take the wife This year kids. in Miami. This is it, right? And so the idea that they would maybe go to a, that a new beautiful building in the, in the Tempe area- would be much more enticing than coming to Edmonton, Ottawa, Buffalo. Sure. You know, you're still going to get your Montreal's, your Toronto's that are still going to have the odd bit of draw because they're hockey meccas, right? Yeah. But the idea that, yeah, a vacation warm weather spot is much more alluring, I think makes that in 30 years, you would see more than just your one rotating through 32 teams. They did seem, though, to also indicate in the same clip that there was some pushback on that idea, that the NHL liked the idea that it did circulate and and every now, as long as they're going to suspend guys for not attending, you can put it wherever you want, right? right? You can you can drop it into Winnipeg on February 10th or whatever and people show up or get suspended. I, I don't really know. I, I just thought it was a fairly, and maybe not, for a city council who has bigger things to worry about than what the NHL is up to. I thought it was fairly transparent. Over the course of 30 years, Arizona was going to get either the draft or the all-star game anyway. And to show up and get... Yeah, yeah. And draft. They throw the draft in there as, as a, another sort yeah. of drawing people there. Yeah. And you are talking about a billion-dollar facility and you're going, we'll give you a draft in the 30 years and we'll give you a That's all-star one game. Yeah, no. I, 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 I get it, right? And so... It is the emphasis on other things. It has to be, even, hey, let's say we're going to roll through there every seven years for a for, sure. an, all, for an All-Star game or a draft, whatever it is. It's not like, making a dent. That's in the... still only four times in my 30-year no-move no. clause. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's weird. 30-year no-move clause in a market that has never shown even a... Yeah. And that, that to me, of, of the whole article, and, and- If you build us this arena, we promise you will stay for 30 years, no matter how shit our business continues to be We don't want to you. Here. Can you beat it? <laughs> it's terrible, man. Like, 
you're already looking at places in in you know Houston or in Kansas City. You're like, could you not move there? Right. We don't want you. Now that's one of those things where you're like, I'm not sure Batman's gonna hold him to it if it continues well, to he's suck. He's not gonna be around for but, <laughs> 30 more years. Well, this is it. And so, but of all the, of the whole thing. That was the most interesting part was was this whole relocation and no relocation thing. This has become a thing for him. Like ever since Balsilli tried the, to do the it through bankruptcy, all of this stuff, to just pick a market. And I get it. It's a huge market and it's a huge TV market. But it's a market that has shown – like they've been there for almost 30 years. In well, 96, said, they moved. Yeah. Maybe 95. I can't – but either way – they know about hockey in Arizona. They know you like exist. It. They just don't care. Yeah. And so for whatever reason, this has become one of those pride things or an ego thing that everybody has in whatever, you know, industry they work in or whatever. This is a, a hill that I will die on is the term you used correctly because it's a term they have used incorrectly. Um, that we won't move out of here because we really think this has a possibility of succeeding. And it's just not true. Right. In Vegas... They've made it work. In Seattle, they've made it work. In Carolina, they've made it work. In Nashville, they've made There are non-traditional hockey markets that you've gone into and you have figured this out. You've been in Arizona for 25 years. They don't care. Yeah. Now, they they have said you've moved it around and, and you've nicely broken down, you know, Glendale, Oshawa. Right. You know, Tempe, Scarborough. Because you hear all these things, you know, well, it's in the Valley of the Sun now and it's this and you're like... Where the fuck is that? Right. I have no idea the geography. Yeah. You're still the, not going to be downtown, but you'll be closer. Of the greater Phoenix right. area. Right. What do we know, right? <laughs> right. And so is this in Albuquerque or right. Santa Fe, <laughs> New Bunny Mexico? Like, I have turn. no idea. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so it it is this greater, more populous area, right, than, than out in Glendale. And they're like, if you can put down roots and go... Yes, it has a large TV market and it's all these things, but like to, to read the article and, and, and some other things, I don't care that Batman like Batman showed up here in Ottawa mm-hmm. when they were voting on it. Batman showed up in Calgary when, when they, they were negotiating on a new building. And I'm like, get the fuck out of municipal business. What well, was, I, uh, was it not Daryl Cates and Wayne Gretzky showing up in Seattle? Before they built their new building there, and you're like, you fucking assholes! Nobody's buying this. Like, but maybe that uh, Seattle would be a place that the Oilers would move if you don't help us build a new building. I think it was where they wanted Adam Larson to go. Like, is, this, is this possible <laughs> that you know he could? Uh, we trade our number one overall pick, Taylor Hall, for this guy. Can this would be suitable? I think <laughs> that was my take. On yeah, it. sorry about it. It just was. Uh... I don't know. I, I guess we're doing this, right? And it'll be up to the voters. And I just, I assume the voters will happily take a shiny new entertainment facility uh, in their in their community. But that doesn't mean they're going to suddenly start to care about the Arizona. Does this mean Chris Stapleton will show up here on a more regular basis? Wouldn't that be awesome? A little more Stapleton in our yeah. lives. Yeah, come on, man. I guess before we go any further, uh, you know, lots of other hockey shit we'll, we'll dive into here in a second. But I wanted to take a second to say thank you to everyone who sent us your screen caps, your links, or whatever it may be to your Spotify wrapped. And um, lots of people sending out, you know, sending us pictures of, oh, hey, spent whatever, you know, 1,200 minutes with Tall Cane Audio this year or, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, we appreciate those of you who've stuck with us, those of you showing us that, you know, we're one of your top uh, podcasts that you're listening to. That's really cool. Um, and, and we appreciate you, you checking out the show. We've, you know, this is another year where we will, by the end of the calendar year, have churned out another 150 or so of these. And, uh, it's cool that you guys continue to, uh, to check in and everything. So, uh, appreciate that. Appreciate all the love in your, your Spotify wrapped. I am not really a, a Spotify person. I use Apple music. They have a similar reveal in December, but it's not done anywhere near as well. Spotify has cornered the market quite well on how to, you know, get people interested. Here's the bands you listen to the most, right down to the minute sometimes. Uh, here's yeah. the podcast you're into. Um, so I thought it might be worthwhile to check in with someone who is using Spotify. Uh, new to Spotify this year, I believe. Is this your first your first go around with, with Spotify wrapped? It's, it's been, yeah, this is absolutely my first year. Yeah, because you had been a Google Music Correct. Uh, subscriber. So, uh was there anything, you know, as, as, as they rank this out for you, they kind of show you what you spent the most, anything, oh, oh boy, I didn't, I didn't know I'd spent quite that much time with this band or anything catch you off guard necessarily or. So no. No. My most listened to band. Yeah. Tragically hip. Of course. Okay. Um, and then the top five, it broke it down to Black Keys. Yeah. Okay. That uh, doesn't surprise me either. U2, Bruce Springsteen. A little surprised by U2. Yeah. And well, me too. And, and, and really it's, and then. Top listen to song. It's a hip song. And I, Matt, I'll give you five guesses. Unplucked gems. I know, mm. but I love where you're going with that. <laughs> uh, I know you, you know, early nineties kind of trouble at the hen house, fully completely kind of that era is sort of where you like to hang out. Uh, I don't know. I'd be just stabbing at it here for. That's what we do long. on this podcast right here. I'm out here waving. Just out here waving at okay, it. Number one hip song. Flamenco. In a thousand years, that wouldn't have been much. Yeah, that's why I asked. Yeah. That's why I gave you five, five hey, options. Stupid. Why don't you just. <laughs> yeah. So um, when you look at it, there was some, um, the outliers, right? Because when it shows you your top, so yeah, it says your, your listening style. And I'm like, mm. you're going to be fucking old geezer. <laughs> like what, what are the options? It's pronounced weezer. Yeah. Sorry. Geezer. <laughs> Um, yeah, re- the replayer. So <laughs> clearly not a lot of new stuff. Although Black Pumas, the album Black Pumas, yeah. I got a lot of time for that. Okay. Um, it was, it was, some of that stuff was in my top sort of 20 songs, but, uh, stuff like, uh, and you'll love this, Matt. And I, I can think of the one weekend, um, um, on the road, but Maxine Nightingale's Get right back. Yeah, man. The uh, right out of Slapshot also became the Leaf Victory song. Correct. Yeah. And so I love it from Slapshot. Yeah, of course. And then when the bus is cruising up and down the road. Yeah, and then and the people are driving by. And anyways, it's um, and then and then yeah, when the Leafs got eliminated, so it's on a, it's on my it's on one of my playlists. But yeah, when they got eliminated, I was down in Mississauga when the Leafs got eliminated. And I had that on steady, <laughs> on steady loop, man. Because I'm showering in the morning and I'm like, woo. <laughs> Leafs I'm, are done. Yeah, I'm loaded. It's my yearly. <laughs> right. So those sorts of things. Eminence Front was another one. I'm not a big Hugh, uh, Who fan. Hmm. But yeah, it shows up there, right? In terms of like number five on my most listened to songs. So. How many, do you remember? Like, let's say Flamenco. Did it give you how many times you'd listen to it? I was 119 times. Okay. 
on the Apple one, my top most, and I'm struggling even to remember it now because I, I just discarded it so fast because it said the song that I had listened to the most times this year, I think it was by Jared Hart. Um, what? Yeah. Do you know Who Jared? the hell is Jared Hart? No. So he like used the- to be kind of like in some, some heavier bands, but he's got kind of like a gravelly singing voice, but playing like acoustic guitar. I got kind of into it this year. Uh, and we'll throw some links there if you want to check. But it said that was my most, one of his songs was my most listened to song of the year at only 23 times. And I was like, there's no way that's correct. There are a thousand songs I've listened to this year more than 23 times. I swear I hear the same four songs every time I come in here on Sunday. And so it makes me wonder if like how Apple is, is calculating this, right? Like when I say, Whatever to my home pod. Hey, blankety blank, play. Just shuffle my music. Does that count as a play if it comes up? Or do I actually have to have requested that song? Like, this is why Apple's version of this is way less fun. I can think off the top of my head of 10, 12, 15, 20 songs I've listened to more than 23 times. This year. We all could. Like, 20, that's nothing, right? Like, right. And uh, that. That we played uh, here as a couple intros at one time, that, uh, that Taylor Swift song, Antihero. That alone, that came out in like October. I've heard that way more than 23 times. Like, so there's something off about it and that's why it wasn't really worth diving into, to my list. It just, there's something about Apple that's doing it differently. Spotify, every December 1st, it's a huge deal. Like my entire Twitter feed is just people sharing their, their Spotify playlists and their, you know, their, their wrapped list. By the end of the day, you're like, all right, I I don't care that much, but it, the beginning, it's kind of fun. And that's a way Spotify has captured people's interest. They're sharing it around on Instagram. They're talking about Spotify and it's been a brilliant way to, uh, I've seen a couple people tweet out that like, knowing I have to share this every December 1st from December 1st to January 1st is when I burn out on whatever, 98 degrees or whatever, <laughs> knowing by the time next year's rolled <laughs> around, yeah, it'll all have faded away or, or whatever. Uh, one of the bands that every year we see most often on these lists is Metallica and uh, they have a new album coming out. They're getting ready to do wait, wait, it. Just, just, just a second. All right. Cause I have a two person account. Like one of those family deals. Yeah. Or, uh, so yeah. it's, it's me. And I went with the two person because there's a 14 year old in the house that yep. she does her thing and I do my thing. So hers. That was hysterical. While people were sharing these, like when this is the year I became a parent and it's like, Unforgiven by Metallica, and then something by The Wiggles as the number yes. two most played song of the year. Mashed bananas, mashed bananas, <laughs> right. yeah, or mashed potatoes, mashed. Anyways, whatever it is, yeah, The Wiggles, man, yeah. that's uh, been been there, done that. <laughs> yeah, but I am my my genre or my listening style is the replayer. So clearly, I'm listening to a lot. Of, there's Candy's Room by Bruce Springsteen, right? There's right. Jungle Land. Every, all my stuff is sort of. 70s, 80s, 90s, some into the 2000s. Bob FM. So, yeah, 80s, 90s, turn whatever. Your knob <laughs> to Matt. Um, but it's uh, she, as a 14 year old, in, in one calendar here, is looking at it going, I hate all those songs now, right? <laughs> like yes. it just shows you fickle how quickly shit turns yep. as a 14 year old. I love this song. I'm living, this is a song I want to have at my wedding or my graduation. Then you're like, by the end, you're like, I hate that shit. I'd never listen to that again. Well, and like we, we do this a lot. Like one of the things that people post on social media about often enough is it's a bad shuffle day, right? 100%. But it's all your music or my, like 
Yeah, but Spotify, I'm not a- Spotify gets off my shuffle okay, into, but- into the you might like, and I'm like, no, if I liked it, it would be yeah. in my playlist. Stick to the list, dick. Right? Yes. Like, but when you, even back when it was like straight iTunes, right? You weren't subscribed to something. There was no, it was just your music. Yeah. You could have a bad shuffle day and like, all of these songs are songs I've chosen over the years to add to my collection. Yeah. And today, not loving any of them. Yeah, today's, right? today's it, not a, a jewel day for Matt. Every day is a jewel day. But right? it's I, a yeah. mighty, mighty Boston's yeah, day for it Matt. Might be, right? right? No, those aren't the same day. They're though. not at all. But I like both of these artists, but today I'm not feeling what you're dealing out for yeah. me, right? And so over the course of a year, yeah, man, it can change fast, right? Of course, it's, again, today's a jewel day. Right. Every day, like yeah. I said. <laughs> Got time for... Okay, so, for sorry, man. I just wanted to, while... I am guy listening to the same shit for 30 years, yeah. and then you got the one person saying, no, I have three uh, listening periods in a year. That shit that was out in October yeah. is garbage. Garbage, <laughs> for sure it is. So I just wanted just to illustrate the difference between sure. the generations. Uh, one band that has... I was going to say never, but it's not accurate. I was gonna, uh, Metallica has occasionally gone garbage um, and, and circled back. Uh, they have announced a new album. They have a new tour coming out. And everywhere they're going, they're stopping twice. Like the, the Two time! Two time! When they roll into your town, they will do back-to-back shows, and they are promising you that they will not, like the set lists are completely different from night to night, essentially. So that, you know, if, if you're a hardcore Metallica fan, but you're like, like most bands, right? You go on night one. There's at least going to be similarities to yeah. night two. You're going to play. No. They want you to buy both nights and they're promising you uh, they will be completely different. Uh, we can get into in a second. They're they're throwing around some crazy pricing and, and some shit they're going to do. Is there any band right now that could make you go two nights in a row if they promised you a different set list? Nope. Nobody. Nobody. Wow. Uh, you know, uh, I guess depending on what, what the price is, what the well, ticket and that's is, always the, well, I know, breaker, but, but to me, the thing is, ticket- let's say it's a totally normal 2022, uh, to- totally normal in 2022 is, is pretty expensive, but 150 bucks a night for two straight nights. And you're going to give me two different playlists. Yeah. yeah. Um, at, a, at 150 bucks, the number is less than five bands for sure. Yeah, for sure. I would see um, the Black Keys. I would see the Chili Peppers. I would see Dave Matthews. Right. Uh, I can't uh, the hip, but yeah, yeah, that's probably not happening. But that's it. That's probably that's probably my list. Yeah, and I, I kick it around in my head. Like for me, the and it's just a style thing, right? Like if Rancid was doing two straight nights here in Ottawa. At, $27 a night or whatever. You're like, yeah, I'd probably be up for something like that. Oh, well, how many, how many times can you hear, you know, uh, time bomb and time bomb and, and, Ru- and Ruby, Ruby Soho. Like, I, I, I don't had know, a man. feeling that's where you would tap that, out on. That's what I got, man. That's my, that's my two rancid songs. But they're split. They're, they're not playing those both on the same night. Uh, you got to go back it. to back. And you know what? I'm not even paying 27 bucks. Forget it. Yeah. It, it's an interesting thing that Metallica is trying here and it's leading to, massive prices as we've seen earlier in the year with Taylor Swift, with Bruce Springsteen, with other major acts that are going on tour. And we've talked a hundred times. We mentioned earlier in this podcast about uh gray cup week when Maddie was in studio, we talked about what was happening then with Ticketmaster, And 
you know, now we're at a point where it's gotten even worse. They've, they've tried, right? The idea is instead of just letting everything go at 160 bucks a ticket or whatever, and it all end up in scalpers hands and then they'll upsell it all. Ticketmaster's like, well, we'll just upsell it ourselves. If this is what the market will bear, this is what people are willing to pay. We'll do it ourselves. And so you're seeing thousands of dollars for some of these concerts, some of these events. And so Metallica went, I guess we'll just lean into it. $7,000. Get your nice private platform. You $7,272. Yeah, I don't, I guess I was giving them the benefit of the, they're rounding it down for them. Uh, you and seven friends on a platform. And then I, I loved the throw-ins. It's like, well, we'll give you a speedier line to get in and. And we'll have a cooler full of beer waiting for you on the platform. If that's what someone will deliver you your merchandise. We won't give you any merchandise, but no, merchandise no. you buy, yeah. we will bring to you. <laughs> so you never have to rub shoulders with the gross unwashed down in the, on the general concourse. But both shows. Yeah. Yeah. You get it for both nights. So I guess what downright bargain at 3,500 bucks a night. Okay. And you know, so keep going. Well, those are the main points. It's supposed to be, you know, if you're a hardcore Metallica fan. I wanted a bathroom on the platform. Is that possible? You're just going to piss off the side of it anyway. Nice, Rob. <laughs> Look, I dig Metallica. Not as much as you do. You you were around for more of the prime of their career, right? But, there's, there's, but we did reference earlier on, there were ups and downs there, right? They did some stuff. If you promised me two straight nights of different playlists, you're going to cut out most of the late nineties and two thousands. And now we're down to just a couple albums here, right? That you're going to, well, I'm cutting anything after load. Yeah. Anything after the load album and you go, don't, yeah. give, don't give me anything. I don't need any of that other. So obviously like a $7,000 platform is not for your average fan, but the, just say what it is. Like, we're just giving you this platform away from the other swine attending. All the little things underneath, like, is it will bring you a t-shirt? <laughs> just Keep it. You know what? Those I, are petty to me. Those, so there's nothing on there. Friday night, went out, bought the Christmas tree. It's it's in. It's got a fresh cut. It's in water. It's going to go up on Tuesday. The dog will have her pulled down by Thursday. I ah, know the dog's pretty docile. He's good. <laughs> but I, I walk in to, to pay for it. And it's just me and this woman in, you know, a woman, she's a, uh, you know, a late teens, early twenties. Right. And I'm like, oh, there's a little Taylor Swift going on in here too. Right. And I'm sure. like, this, is this going to cost me more for the tree? Like, do I have to pay for this the- is a Taylor endorsed tree? Yeah. Like whatever that, whatever <laughs> that song is that always ends with the, it's, it's got the uncomfortable lover. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah, I'm just not doing it justice. Okay. But you, you're my you're my lover, whatever that is. Anyways, we started talking about it, right? And we started talking with the ticket master and the prices and yeah. and whatnot. And she's like, and so right, right up your alley, Matt. She's like, I bought tickets to see Billy Talent and Rise Against. Nice. And she's like, and I got them for whatever. And I told some friends, you know, blah blah blah. But it's sold out. They could only get them on the secondary market for like three times. Yeah. She's like for 500 bucks. And she's like, I'm, I'm not, not. No, no. She's like, I'm not seeing anybody for 500 bucks. I can't think of anyone. Unless they're playing on my front porch. Right. And I said, and there's pints included. Right. And you, so. You show up to our backyard barbecue or something. We can talk. Yeah. But no, I. 
Now, and, and so I've already said the same thing as you. 500 bucks, forget it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. But then I think about it and go, okay, for eight grand, if, but eight grand and, and, and if I had seven friends, <laughs> you could just sort of go, yeah, all right. We could nacho seat. Yes. <laughs> it's actually going to be two seats per person. Yeah. Um, but you got all the pints and you, and you're, and you're elevated. Uh, I sat at, at Blues Fest. So not even close to the same, but in a VIP section, separate from the swine, close to the stage, bar and bathrooms right at hand. Mm -hmm. It was 300 bucks. So it's not, it's not the same, but I was, but I know. Okay. But I'm just saying if it's, it's, it's seven grand for the platform. Yes. So a thousand bucks, a thousand bucks a person. And if it was two nights and we love this band and, and I was younger and probably single and and I'm showing up and we're use one of my two seats on. <laughs> well, and this is it, man. I can, I can Tonight's barf, piece. I can barf in that seat <laughs> and sit in this one. Barf seat. <laughs> yeah. All right. Welcome to my trip to Rio. Just for the record, there's a bidet. It's actually someplace where I can sit here and barf there at the same time. <laughs> Welcome to South America yeah, in, oh in, in the early 2000s. <laughs> Woo! Um, but yeah, to me, I'm I'm looking more at it as as a bucket list kind of thing, and I, I got seven buddies, and and the beers and the platform. I, I just think the math, man, it doesn't work. Let's let's call it at let's call it twenty bucks a tall boy, which isn't that outrageous at a concert. Yeah, yeah. Don't okay. start breaking it down. How man. many of those are you having ten pints during the show? You bet I am. Okay, so two hundred bucks, two hundred bucks in pints. Now we're at sixty eight hundred dollars. I'm, 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 I'm talking another how many t-shirts? Forty bucks in adult diapers. Ba- yeah, exactly. The t-shirts aren't included, but they will yep. bring them to you. How much is the VIP line yeah, worth yeah. to you? I can I, remember going. You mentioned Blues Fest there. I went with your brother to see Iron Maiden. Woo! And uh, just lucky we ran into somebody that his wife knew and got us on like a VIP platform. We're all better for our significant others. Yes. And uh, yeah, and. And so I'm sitting up there with your still kind of wannabe, but no longer really, you know, dirt brother. Oh, he's always a dirt. But now we're sitting here having trail mix off a table in a VIP area with its own private bar. And halfway through the show, Bruce Dickinson points at our deck. He's like, don't be like these fucking sellouts. You're like. <laughs> your brother was was hurt badly. Of course, he as was. a former dirt, yeah. retired greaser from down in the pit, he's now sitting. Yeah. Up, he's like, "Oh, I'm, this hurts bad." Well, because <laughs> a guy who's seen Bruce Dickinson probably twenty times, right. and and like three rows from the stage, and Bruce is now pointing at him, pointing right at because he's these the guy. Are the losers? He's the guy up on the railing, right? Who's who's like pumping his fist while everybody else, as you yeah. say, is drinking Evian. <laughs> <laughs> and and your and your trail mix, right? But I I don't know how many bands at like the the most expensive concert I ever went to. I paid one hundred and eighty dollars to see Neil Young at the Air Canada Center. Piece I don't of crap. <laughs> see, I didn't expect you to love it, but that is no the song piece of crap. That's what I, I don't know what it would take now. To get me there. And when Bunda was in here a couple weeks ago, we were talking about the When We Were Young Festival next year, headlined by Blink-182 and Green Day, in, but in Vegas. So it's got to be an experience, right? It's yep. got to be a weekend. But man, like, to just go see one band 
even for back-to-back nights at $7,000. See, but you're now talking about four grand. If you do it per night, 500 bucks a piece if there's, yeah. if there's eight of you. Yeah. And I, and I look at it as uh, I, I've railed against festivals, right, in the past. You yep. know, you got – you either got to get right up tight to the stage because you don't want to be at the back with the people going, right. hey, have you, are you meeting Cindy later? We're going to go for lattes. And you're like, fucking get out of my way. Rob's shoving them to the ground. Yeah. To get to the, Step yeah. on the foot first, Matt. Yeah. Then push. Push chest. Yeah. Um, Down. Yeah. So, but I look at now going, I'd go to Coachella and, and do the, you know, where you get to have your separate camping, you know, elevated. Like 12 bands, right? Or 50. I know, but I'm saying I would spend money to go and stay in a better, yep. I want to be in the elevated. Yeah, we're old gents. and lame now. I, I, that part makes sense to me for one band. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But it's all about a trip. It's all about the experience. And so. In, in, in that you said there would be less than five bands. You would spend 150 bucks a night on back-to-back nights to go see. Is Metallica one of them? No. No. And, and to me, I'm a little surprised by that, to be honest with you. By the band? Yeah, that you're, because you're into Metallica, like you're a Metallica guy. Yeah, but I'm a, I'm a master of puppets, kill yeah. them all, ride the lightning. That's what I'm saying, kind of right? You, you got to cut that at like 94. We don't want to see any more of your. You got to cut that shit at 88 <laughs> okay, for me. I'm not a, fair I'm, enough, I'm right? not a black album yeah. guy. To me, that is. You know, I am. That's yeah, well, my no, no, and, point. And, I know, and, but yeah. you were 12. Yeah. And That's so right. I, this was I, rebellious. Yeah, this was I, stepping I, I out. don't, I don't look at you like you as at that twelve. You're like, yeah, this is going to be badass. Yeah, yeah. And then maybe you go backwards, or maybe you grow with them from there, or maybe. But even go, I'm looking at Saint Anger, going, go fuck yourself, right? Yeah. Like, don't bring go that shit. In. Cock. Don't don't bring that shit in here. Yeah, and so to me, it's 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 when you know, and I blame Bob Rock personally, who was. <laughs> The, the, yeah. the Black Album was his first album with them and yeah. now it had great commercial success and radio and Enter Sandman and all that right. stuff. Didn't love the album, right? I'm a battery guy and Damage Inc. and, right. you know, Four Horsemen and, you know, those sorts of things. That's that's my Metallica. But to me, when those albums came out, I was like that 12-year-old Matt and right. I was kind of scared by it. Right. Right. It was a bit of that speed metal in, in, sure, the, in yeah. the mid eighties that I was like, oh, I don't know. That's, that seems freakish. I thought that, I thought that might be one of those bands that, that, that stuck strong enough for you that they'd at least hit that top five. Like I'm surprised they're behind. Black Pumas maybe at this moment. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. I was trying to think of, uh. Chili Peppers. No, or... I knew they'd be high. I'm, fuck. I can't believe, uh, the space between and. How about Dave Matthews? Dave, I'm surprised they're behind Dave Matthews. Uh, and you know what? Dave Matthews, if I could see Dave Matthews and Tim Reynolds, just the two guys and then two guitars, which they've done. Yeah. If I could see those two guys at like the NAC or at Radio City. Sure. I'm, I'm, I don't know what I'm paying for those guys because that would be an awesome show. Hmm. And I'm telling you, Dave paves the road to Plowtown, baby. Uh, let's get back into the the hockey side of things, man. There's never any shortage of uh, of bullshit to talk about there. I thought uh, I wanted to get your opinion on OV passing Wayne Gretzky in road goals. And uh, I guess before we do that, we should talk about your your new pint. Obviously, it's it. Most of these are now, you know, multi. Multi-beer shows. I don't know if I've ever done a single beer show. <laughs> well, you've brought this up before. We used to do like 30-minute 
episodes of Audio Whiplash back in the day. And, that's, and occasionally that's, those would pass that's one true. beer. That's true. What do you got going on, man? This is back in your wheelhouse. This is Lake of Bays. All right. I think you're a big Lake of Bays I, guy. If nothing else, I, it's a picturesque name. Yeah. <laughs> so this is their white IPA. Okay. So it's really, it's a cross between an American pale, they suggest, and a, and a wheat. So it's, it's really well, unfortunate. It's a weedy day. Uh, now, Have Wheaties. I pounded because I knew we both had the calendar beer to start with. Yeah. I, I brought one of these and I had a pre-show. Very tasty. Yeah. Very tasty. I'm not getting any of the sweat sock, <laughs> you know, uh, wheat that we had from the, the cli- uh, who was that that we had? Spearhead. Spearhead out of Kingston there. So uh, this, not bad. This is highly drinkable. Comes in about 5%. It's, they, they talk about a little hoppiness, but I'm not getting a pile of hoppiness from it. Right. it. It is really more of just your pale, your American pale. Okay. What do you got over there? Uh, this is one I've talked about a few times since doing a, a delivery from them, so we won't go heavy into it, but it's the Golden Rail Honey Brown from the uh, Castle Brewing Company. Uh, okay. I've had that a few times. It was one of my go-tos on tap down at uh, John A's in uh, on Elgin there uh, before the pandemic. So w- this was actually the beer that got me to go and see if, if Castle Brewing Company was doing the delivery thing and... Uh, I know I've talked about it quite a bit on uh, past episodes as I've been kind of working my way through yeah, the, the you, ha- you had a castle on last week, but it wasn't that one. No, it was the 1844 Pilsner Correct. last week. So as a as a secondary beer, as the second beer for this episode, we thought we'd go back to the uh, the Golden Rail Honey so, Brown. So, but what is your take as a whole on, on Castle Brewing? How have you found it? Uh, okay. Not, uh, like I said, I very much like this one. Yep. And it was the reason that I did the, uh, the order from them. Beyond that, it, it hasn't been particularly strong. So if this is the Roman Colosseum, are we giving it a thumb straight sideways? Yeah. Yeah. Thumbs in the middle. Okay. Thumb in the bum, whatever you like to. Uh, Two knuckles deep apparently is how the. <laughs> ah. Uh, look, let's talk a little bit about Ovechkin versus Gretzky and the chase. And and you and I have talked about this before, about whether or not he had any shot at it. Now, obviously he does. That's been clear for a while. And then his support for Putin and kind of taking the fun out of the the chase, right? In, in terms of not really wanting to see OVB overly yeah. successful. Uh, but this week he sets a record in terms of beating Gretzky in road goals. So OV scores his 403rd road goal in 600 and some odd games. Gretzky had 402 road goals in 700 and some odd games. If you want to do that as you should with most of your t- statistics in terms of goals per game, OV's at 0.62 on the road. Gretzky's at 0.54 on the road. Do you care? Like, does where he scored them matter? Does he, the fact that he did it a hundred faster on the road matter? Like when you look at a stat like that, is that one of those ones that's just kind of noise or, or does this carry some weight? Uh, it, it's interesting because he's actually got more road goals than he has goals scored at home. Yeah. Where in theory you're facing the checking lines and the, Best defensive pairings, they're lining up against you better at home. Yeah. You know, when you're, when Ovi's on the road, you go into someone else's building, they put their top defenders on you yeah. and it apparently hasn't mattered. Yeah. So, but to me, this is, I want to see what the percentage of power play goals are versus, you know what I mean? 
when you start to break it down. And I think the days and the 80s, for sure, when you had the old Chicago Stadium, you had Boston Gardens, you had the odd in Buffalo, where home ice advantage was a home ice advantage more than just last change. There was the the very different styles of the arenas. Everything is now... Homogenized. You know, whatever, you know, M... M If you played in the ACC last night... You can play in the CTC tonight. You can Correct. play in the Garden Correct. tomorrow. And the MT&T Arena sure. in, in Washington or whatever it is, right? The yeah. phone booth. I remember that was – all the arenas are so cookie cutter now. There is no fans on top of you sort of presence. There is no – so I think that makes a huge difference. The only thing is for me, it's like 100 games faster. Yep. It's not nothing. Yeah, no, it's it's not nothing, but – I just, I don't know what it means, if anything. It, well, it is noteworthy that he did it 100. It means he's 101 back. goals back at Gretzky and, yeah, and, yeah. and he's on pace for 50 this year. Yeah. <laughs> like a machine. Even after the slow start now, he may have 50 goals and three assists. I'm not entirely sure. I haven't, <laughs> yes. I haven't really delved too deep into his stats, but I know the Caps aren't doing well. Oh, they're and, beat to shit too, right? They're injured like nobody's business and he's still continuing to put up his, and, uh. And he's just rolling, looking for rec- for that record, right? Yep. That's, that's, that's all it is left for him. And he used to say, it doesn't matter. I, I might go home to Russia. It matters. He's staying. He's going to, and at this point, I don't think. Like, is there any doubt left in your mind he's going to do it, barring some catastrophic injury or? We can hope, but <laughs> we can hope he doesn't break the record is yeah. what I was really sure, yeah, towards yeah. there. Um, yeah, I, he, there's no doubt in my mind he's going to break the record. Yeah. Like, to me, he's got, he just signed that contract that was, what, another four, five years? Five, yeah. If he lives out to the end of that contract, he could score a thousand goals. Whew. Seems a lot. Well, and what do you, I don't know, man. Like I, I I just, it's a hard, look, all of these athletes, like even Kretzky now you're seeing showing up at Trump golf courses and I understand pro athletes are largely right wing, you know, you got a lot of money. You're probably going to vote Republican, right? But how much, you know, Bobby Orr took out like a full page ad in the Boston Globe in favor of Donald Trump. You're like, man, like Jack Nichols, could you just have. Let me yeah. assume, I know you have money, but don't be quite so in my face in support of this kind of garbage. Yep. And so, uh, you know, you used to think a, a Gretz is just a good old Canadian boy. and Branford. You'd largely like to. Uh, and I don't know what the difference is, right? I, there obviously is one in terms of Ovechkin, not just, you know, we've talked about it at length on the pod before. Ovechkin's not just... Russian. I don't right. think Russians on mass have any obligation to apologize for what their there's government a, is doing. But there's a difference between Panarin who and Ovechkin. spoke out against Putin and Ovechkin, who has a picture as his display picture on his Instagram with Putin. Those are different guys, Those right? Are drastically different guys. That matters. And and so uh, you know, I think it gets complicated in terms of what you're there was a time and and you and I and it, it took us a while, but to come around to Ovi and see what he stood for. And we've been through the thing of world championships. He stayed out for the Canadian anthem when his shithead teammates left and all these sorts of things. You're like, good for that guy. The chase will be interesting. And yet the chase is now like, ah, oh, fuck. Like it's just, it's just another douchebag. It's just, 
Yeah. Some so, guy that has taken all the fun out of it. So I was forever an anti-Ovechkin yeah, guy, yeah. right? Dating back to the 03 World Juniors. And I'm there live and he's jumping into the glass and yep. pulling the jersey out like the big fuck you right in your face. Sure, and yeah. Fuck you right in your face. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> all across the faces. And and I thought I could have sold these seats for a thousand bucks a piece tonight. Yeah. But instead I have to see your jerk off face doing this. <laughs> So right then, and he was like 16 at that time. <laughs> um, yeah. Sorry, kid. Yeah. But not. But not at yeah. all, right? And then by the time they won the cup and, and he was so happy and, and he was- That superstar drinking in the fountains and for sure clubbing in Vegas. In Vegas yeah. And, and, and you're, like, you're like, good for you, That's man. the guy who was single-handed- I swear to God. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he was single-handedly sort of- dispelling or at least melting yep. that, 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 that myth yep. that was the Euros don't care. The soft Russian. He doesn't. Wants to win worlds or an Olympics. As win. soon as he loses in the playoffs, he's on a plane to world championships. No, the, he, as you said, he showed he cared. This mattered to win a cup. This guy rocked out with his cock out. Yeah. Like big Truly, time. Man. Yeah. He was, he was totally about and couldn't wait to bring the cup everywhere. Was it not the summer that Moscow had the World Cup? I think they marched out. Yeah, I remember him to a stadium. It was twenty eighteen, I think. Oh that yeah, when the, they had the soccer World Cup, the World Cup in, oh, okay, sorry. in Russia. Yes. Yeah, yes. I think they came out with the cup in stadium in Moscow, and and he was everywhere and loving yeah, it. Yeah, right, and and just showed so much passion for it, and it really it changed. Like again, like Rocky. Yes, I've changed. You've changed. Everybody can change. <laughs> right? But then this happens, right? They invade Ukraine on a trumped up bullshit yeah. allegation. He's still standing there with Putin. And you and you have and you have not moved or nope. tried to distance yourself nope. in the smallest way. No. Put your own photo up. Put your kid's Literally photo anything. up. anything. Right? Like just say, "Hey man, it's my kid." What do you, I love my, look at my kid. He's and so it's so, it's, it's so funny, right? Like it's an Instagram profile picture. It shouldn't mean anything. If it was anything else, you go, oh, gives a shit, but it's this. So you do give a shit, right? Like when it matters, it really matters. And when it doesn't, it absolutely doesn't. Like it, it's, it's funny to just think that this one shot that most athletes are like, you wouldn't even have a, I have no idea what. Mitch Marner's profile picture is, or what Brady Kachuk's profile picture is right now, because neither one of them are posing with a murderous dictator. <laughs> it kind of changes the context. If they would, yes, you'd be like, it does. That's a problem. <laughs> and and again, to me, it's not a, it's not. It's one of those things where you go, ah, it's not like you're just appearing with the local conservative no, candidate, no, or you're, of course not, or whatever, or you're in front of an Arby's because I'm a solid, you know. <laughs> Subway guy, you know, <laughs> whatever it is, it's, yeah, you have made very poor choices. And you are sticking with them. And, and it's, it's, and you know, it's the ride or ride and die together thing. Yep. And, and, and to me, it has obviously my, my grasp on the OV bandwagon was precarious yep. at best, yep. but it's totally, off it now, it's yeah. totally pushed me. Back into the anti, anti Ovechkin and I don't want to see it. Not only, I I think if I was going to be completely honest with myself, Gretz is an icon and he's he's a Canadian. Yep. 
And so, yeah, we always have that, right? That's like, I don't want to see a Russian break this Canadian guy's record. Correct. Yeah. And then, but at the end of the day, you got to tip your hat yep. to, to talent, right? Yep. And you go, yeah, man. And I, and I witnessed that live in my, in my lifetime. Right. It's not like, you know, ideas of Jean Beliveau sure. or, or whatever, or right? Yeah. Me, right? And, like, and so these might things. Might be the were, best ever. I have no idea. Didn't see it. Or and, and so you sort of go, I don't know. Yeah. Right? But I've seen this in my lifetime. And so you try and like Tiger Woods or any of these, these things where you go, you know, the, a lot of people, you know, young kids sort of gravitate towards new greatness. Yeah. Older people go, I hate what's new. Back right? in my day. You're yeah. not as good as Henri Richard right, or, right. or Maurice. Sure. And you go, no, but, and so when you see greatness in your lifetime, you should embrace it. But I found him to be hard to embrace. And yeah, then. There was a time where you were warming up. Correct. And he took it away. And he, and he snatched that away. Yep. And, and, and again, yep. you have options. You don't have to. And again, if you feel like your position is so precarious and the position of your family. Yeah. That's is, not him. You just, it's not him. No. And I don't get the impression no. that it's him. They come to Washington whenever they feel like it. They, he, his, they're not going to off Alex Ovechkin's family. There's just no chance of that. Well, that's and, a shit excuse. And you think about Panarin and I, I bring him up again. And there's a pile of guys like in, in Ottawa here, you got Zub or you got whoever else. You just don't say shit. Don't say anything. No. And they, sh- they don't have to. But this is it. But just say nothing. Yeah. Panarin and, spoke out. Well, and then he had to take that three weeks off. You yeah. remember he was yep. gone and it was like, and and this is a guy who's legit worried about his family yes. and, and, and all those sorts of things. And, and it's hard to take a stance. It's hard to be a person of, of principle, unless you don't have any. There's so many mini docs or books or whatever about what it took for Pavel Bure to come to North America or Alex McGillney. Alex McGillney is the guy I think of. Yeah. It's not the same world, right? And they were, they had to literally abandon their team at a world championship or yeah. whatever and go and hide out in a hotel and then get like under a barbed wire fence. Right. Like hide out at a, you know, getting secret documentation and then get to America and have a a court rule. And you know, you were defecting and all these. I had to stay three weeks in a bathroom of an international house of pancakes. (laughs) He chose to. Yes. (laughs) True. I love the covered and smothered double hash browns. Yeah. (laughs) Um, That's true. It's just a different world right now. And no one believes that Alex Ovechkin's family is in danger. He's this, there's no excuse to be made for him. I did ask briefly back in September around that 72 series when Slava Malamud was on the podcast. I asked him about Alex Ovechkin and he completely balked at the idea that Ovechkin's family was in danger. And he said, you, you don't want to just see it for what it is. This is what he believes. He supports this guy and he's in no danger. He's making millions of dollars. And why would he change his opinion? Cause no one's going to make him. The media over here doesn't force it upon him. The, he's not asked to answer for it. Well, and Slava uh, Mahmoud is a guy who had regular, frequent and open access. Taken away. To the caps. Yep. You know, and they had Kuznetsov, they had Ovechkin, they had, uh. Orlov. Orlov and, uh, Samsonov. Yes. Right. They had the, they had the Russian four there and Mahmoud had. And this is a guy who... They also have a Russian PR guy. Right. But all, all I'm saying is 
this is one of those things where you go, this jeopardizes maybe not my meal ticket, but certainly this is a nice, the gravy train when you have this Russian superstar Core, here yeah. and I have this access to it. He spoke out against it one too many times. and But to me, that is, that's, that is the hallmark of integrity. That's journalism for sure. Journalism, Matt. Yeah. Uh, let's talk briefly before we get out of here about Mr. Jordan Binnington. If you're St. Louis Blues, good Canadian boy out there just cheap shotting people all over the place. <laughs> uh, we'll post the video on our Instagram at Talking Audio. because Matt's going to work overtime tonight. All right. There are, uh, there are indeed multiple videos. The first one uh, is of Jordan Binnington and he's in his crease and Jason Zucker is circling the net and Binnington just throws his catching glove up and clocks him in the Pass. face. Down you go, fucker. And... Pass. Who hasn't said that once or twice? <laughs> or had it said to them. <laughs> yes. Uh, later on in that game, funny enough, same guy, Jason Zucker, scores on Jordan Bennington. Uh, the Pens put four up on him. He gets pulled. And as he's being pulled from the game, this guy is chirping at the Pens bench. What are you saying, Matt? What are you saying as you're going by the bench? I'm terrible. Fuck, fuck me, I'm awful at this. Fuck me. Yeah. I suck at ice hockey. Right. And I just, I wonder about the idea of cheap shotting a guy, having that same guy score on me, oh, then getting it. pumped so hard I have to be pulled from the game, and then taking that opportunity yeah. to skate by the Pittsburgh bench and act like a tough guy. And it, look, we've talked about this guy a couple times. Seems like a leaf move. So Darcy Tucker, Travis Green got written all okay, over so it. Leafs 20 years ago. Move. Yeah, yeah, I'm just telling you. Uh, look, this guy is a guy that we've talked about before on this show. And I don't remember the last time it was about it's because he's wheeled off four straight weeks of 930 goaltending. Or no, the last time it was was Matt saying, you've signed that guy to yeah, that contract. Terrible fucking contract. That's a terrible contract. That's the last time it Stand was. Stand by that. Yep. Um, Rob look, said he's he won a you a cup. Fucking head case. This is, a, a, and earlier in the year, for no reason other than the fact that you have to pass each other to get to the locker rooms yes. when they're playing the Isles, he gives a shoulder check to Ilya Sorokin. Like yeah. after a period, there's nothing happening. He's like, yeah. fuck you. you know? And Sorokin was interviewed after the game. He's like, I, I, I guess that's just the way he is. Like, I, He's the same guy who... Number one bullshit. Number one bullshit. Same guy who threw a water bottle at Nazem Qadri in a post-game interview. Yeah. But you know what? Six other people have already done that. Thrown water bottles at Qadri? Yeah. And four of them were his teammates. Like, (laughs) I, I don't understand. There's a certain, to me, amount of... I do think he thinks he's tough. But when you get to hide behind all that goalie equipment, if that guy's a skater, someone has punched him out long ago and he's done doing this stuff. But when you're a goalie, yeah, you get protect and you get to come out and oh, let me at him, let me at him. And there's refs holding you back and yeah. your teammates protecting you. You're not Ray Emery. Ray Emery would fucking go, right? For sure, with anybody, not just with other goalies. Ray Emery was out there, like, not at the top of his crease, like, between the circles looking for somebody. Yeah, on the way off the ice. (laughs) We're doing it. Yeah. 
that's a guy who was backing up his like to me Jordan Bennington is just a guy with a shitty temper and no real I don't leg to stand on or he's a, or, bu- he's a buck seventy two a buck seventy as well or a buck seventy two. Yeah. Okay. Uh, look, he he's just. I'm tired of seeing this guy on highlights for things that aren't him playing well. Was it in San Jose because they have to go out the far end, and so he had to skate the length of the ice after he got either pulled or ejected, <laughs> and he's skating by and he's pushing guys yeah. and. And and he's like, they're like, people, everyone's looking at him like, what who the, the fuck, fuck is this guy? What are you doing? Yeah. Ass clown. Just another angry goalie that, yeah. uh, the, the one on Saturday night to me is just gorgeous because not only did you get scored on by the guy that you cheap shotted, you then got yanked. And most guys, even if you have enough, you know, balls or whatever, not hang your head, right? Just skate off. Yep. This is a thing that happens. Most guys wouldn't turn a circle. Yeah, yeah. Well, the other bench. Like, and that, who and are you? And that's what I'm saying is you have to have the hubris cannot be that great. Yeah. No like, self-awareness at all. So. Because they're pointing back at you going, thanks, man. Like, wow. <laughs> and you know, you know that Zucker has said, nail, coffin. Yes. You know, you're out. Yeah. See ya. Enjoy the shower. Right. Right? Soap up extra long, buddy. (laughs) Right? Whatever it is, right? You know? They crushed him. Yeah. And you're like, good on you. See you, loser. This was at one point a guy that was in the mix or in the discussion for Canadian Olympic team. Yeah. So was, was, you know, Blackwood. Yeah. You know, there's a bunch of things there. Let's not take shots at Blackwood. Yeah. Sorry. Hey. Yeah. So, but it it is, it it comes down to. Might still be Carter Hart. and, And let's be honest. If it, if. Your head coach, Craig Berube. Craig Berube, and the article the guy who doesn't mind occasionally throwing punches himself. Yeah, well, and I'm sure Craig would still do it now. I have no doubt about that. That, that Craig may be going in there and telling telling Bennington because yeah. he comes right out and he says, "I'm tired of the antics." Yeah, and the post game presser, he says, "Stop the puck." Yeah, it's just the rest stop of pucks. this stuff. The rest of this is nonsense. Like, if, just, if you're Ron Hextall or you're Billy Smith or you're all of them, guys who stepped up and actually did it, right? Like and, and Ron Hextall, that guy wasn't backing down. He wasn't getting pulled and chirping at the other bench. He was still throwing bombs at someone oh, at the left circle. Right? Way before, like, and he's he's got the stick out there like a side, yes. right? Like a Grim Reaper. He's out there swinging the goalie stick yeah. and, and he's getting after it. Like that's not somebody saying, oh, well, I don't know. We're going to wait and see. No. That's a guy who wants to do it. It's yeah. this... And it's funny. I was watching the the clip of of him, and it's obviously it's obviously the Pittsburgh of Bennington. You mean? Yeah, of yeah. Bennington last uh, Saturday night of yeah. him pulling the helmet off, and the guy's going, "He's got the mullet flowing. It looks like it's '80s." Yes. Oh, but it's not. It's not. It's absolutely. But it's not. And so when Zucker circles the net, like you can, there are Blues fans on Twitter and like other members of the media going, "Well, he circled the net too tight. He didn't circle the net too. The guy threw his catching glove up and clocked him in the face. Like he knew exactly what he was. It's not, you know, when you do circle the net too tight and you catch the butt of the goalie stick or something because he's trying to go. Like there's nothing accidental about this. It's this guy is just a douchebag and. Well, and are these the same blues fans who were accusing Kadri of being a blues. jihadist <laughs> last yes. year? Oh my god, I'd forgotten about that whole death shit. threats and whatever else. Yeah. So, 
threatening stay, his family. Stay classy, St. Louis. <laughs> this to me is 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 all in the same vein. Yeah. So if you're going to get on Twitter and say, "Oh, Zucker, he, he, he circled, he, too he's too tight to the post," and yeah, I'm going to I'm going to punch so him. So I in the can head. punch him in the face with a catching mitt on. That's got to be got, that's got to be somebody from Peterborough. I can only <laughs> I can only imagine because that the is St. Louis equivalent. That is how it rolls in Peterborough. All right, shake hands, keep the helmet in one hand in case you got to swing it. Yeah, keep I, your helmet in one hand in case yeah. you got to swing it. Yeah, swing it. <laughs> yeah, keep it swinging. That's ambitious. Uh, anything else for today, man? No, man. I'm feeling. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling like we 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 laid down a a nice four coiler here today. Yeah, bit of a throwback type episode. It has that feel. Yeah, of the Talking Audio podcast. Uh, as we sit here now, the plan is to have Vanessa Sanchez and Michaela Schreider. They're going to follow this up. Yeah. Unless they hear this, in which case, uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, that is episode 1041 of the Tall Can Audio Podcast. Make sure you're subscribed to wherever you're hearing us right now. Like I said, on Instagram, we will make sure that uh, Jordan Biddington video is up in case you haven't had a chance to see it. Uh, we're also on Twitter and, and Facebook, all at Tall Can Audio. For Rob, my name is Matt. We will catch you next time on Tall Can Audio. See ya! That's it not work under these conditions. If anybody wants me, I'll be downstairs at McDougal. Call the weekend guy, I don't care.